You're listening to Productivity on Purpose, Episode 52, What to Do When Time Management Doesn't Come Naturally. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. I'm your hostess with the most, Smithy Parikh, and I'm so happy you are spending your time with me today. I'm so grateful for you. And I'm going to kick off today by just reading something. I'm going to read a passage. So just hold on tight and take a listen. I once knew a young girl who was quite certain of the saying, she'd lose her head if it wasn't attached to her, originated from her parents as they'd find themselves rehashing yet another story of how she misplaced her jacket, money, or keys. Her mom would send her to school in real gold earrings with secure backs, and yet she'd come home with only one, no idea the other one was even missing. Her dad would give her lunch money and she'd come home hungry because somewhere between clapping Miss Mary Mac on the school bus and double Dutch jump roping on the playground, she'd lose it. One evening as a teenager, she went shopping with her mom and bought a new blazer, killer jeans, and a gorgeous top she was allowed to splurge on. When they got to their car, the girl realized her hands were empty. Her bag of awesomeness was somewhere in the mall. She retraced every store, dressing room, and pit stop they made, asked every register attendant, and scoured the lost and found, and no bag of just paid for beautiful clothes to be found. Her her shame heightened when she had to explain to her father how she lost hundreds of dollars worth of clothes when her only responsibility was to hold a bag. Years after high school, she found undeposited checks she'd received as graduation gifts that were now null and void simply because she forgot to take them to the bank. That didn't hold a candle to being 22 years old and confessing to her parents that she was thousands of dollars in credit and credit card debt, not because she didn't have the money, but because she'd lost or forgotten bills she was paying off sky-high interest rates. Just another reinforcement, there was no system to keep track of finances, manage her life, or follow up on important items. Now, as an adult, this woman runs a global company focused on productivity, time management, and organization. She's even audacious enough to call it by a name that announces to the world that she is large and in charge. Life is organized. I know from personal experience that with the right training and guidance, anything is possible. If I could go from unorganized, unsystematic, hopelessly careless, and probably in my parents' minds praying that I married well, to streamlined, simplified, and happily processized, you can too. Okay, so that was a verse from my book, Accomplish It, Seven Simple Actions to Get the Right Things Done and Achieve Your Goals, which by the way, if you gotten here, haven't gotten your hands on this Trove of awesomeness. I'm going to link that below, but you can always just come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash book. But I wanted to read that to you. That is in the last chapter of my book, spoiler alert, and it was, of course, all about me. Okay, just to prove to you that I did not always have my life together at 
all. In fact, I was not the most organized person. I was kind of a mess. I was always, as you heard from that story, losing everything from the time I was a little girl to my teenagers into my 20s, procrastinated you know, putting off important things in my life. Now, here's one thing, though. If you knew me when I was young, you could misconstrue me as being really organized or productive because I was very neat and clean. So that is something that I've carried since childhood. Like my room was always really neat and tidy. Tidiness, right? But tidiness is not organized, and it definitely does not have to be productive in any way. I mean, it's it's like it looks good, but it's like you open the drawers and what's in there, right? You open it. So many of our houses, I think, look great. Then you open up those closets or the pantries. You're like, oh, my Lord, I can't find anything, right? I was just clean, but I procrastinated simple things like, hello, depositing money. I mean, how could these checks go null and void? Because it was years later that I found them or that I was paying off all this interest rates just because I forgot to pay my credit card bills or just lost them, okay? I couldn't even deal with my bank account because I was too scared to even see what I would find because I was so embarrassed by not paying it. Does any of this sound familiar at any point of your life? If so, then stay tuned because today I am spilling the ways that I totally transformed my mindset, but also just transform my life, and more importantly, how you too can go from chaotic to clarity or from confusion to confident. So in case we haven't met, I mentioned I'm Ridhu Parikh, founder of Life is Organized, former professional organized turned productivity pro. And if time management or organization or productivity doesn't come naturally to you, This is my reminder that it did not come naturally to me either, but do not fret because I promise you it can be learned. Now, you know, I loves me, my three steps or my three easy tips or my three easy ways. So I'm doing my three easy steps to believe this, right? To know that even if you're not wired this way, you weren't naturally born that way, that there is a way to embrace these qualities and to live your way in a really organized and productive way life, lifestyle. So here are my three steps and let's just jump in. So step number one, if this does not come to you naturally, if you want to really change the thought, then number one, forget about natural born talent. Throw it out the window. Just forget about that. Here's how you do that. Think about all the other things in your life that didn't come to you naturally, but you can do now. Okay. Notice I didn't say that you're an expert at now or you're the best in the world at now, but you can do now. Like for me, cooking. Cooking, I had no idea how to do it. I never cooked growing up. I lived on my own through my 20s, never learned how to cook. I lived in Manhattan. We just ordered out or ate out every night. I did not how to do it. And now for my family of four, I cook pretty much like five nights a week. I'm not the best cook in the world. I'm definitely no chef However, I can cook. It is something that I learned to do, even though it was not did not come naturally to me. I don't really love it. I'm not the best, but I learned it. Okay. Or uh, similarly, I'd say I did not grow up in a fitness as a fitness person, or definitely not a sports person. Not athletic. Definitely not a natural born talent. And I'm still not athletic or like a big fitness person, but. I do love Zumba, and it takes a lot of stamina and a lot of strength, I think. My cardio is really high up, and 
I can do that now for, for like I could take a 90 minute class and be totally fine. And so over time, it's just something that I learned and I did actually learn to love it, but I just learned it, right? Um, but it never, you know, those things didn't come to me naturally. One more thing I'll mention is speaking, which I think is probably most people can't believe because I speak on really large stages now. I speak at conferences. I speak all over the country. I speak on this podcast. And I think that's just, you know, people just think that must be something that's come to me my whole life. And it's not. It's uh, I was actually pretty quiet, uh, kind of. I was really talkative until about like eight or nine years old. And then that quieted down and through really my high school years, not necessarily with my friends, actually really through college. Again, not with friends, but I was definitely not the one who was raising my hand in a classroom. I wasn't like calling me. I didn't want to be center of attention. I wasn't, you know, just always out there right in the middle with the answers. That wasn't me at all. And the speaking in front of crowds is something I really had to learn. I took a public speaking class in college. I think that's where I was really ignited that, okay, I can do this. It was one of the best courses, by the way, I'd ever taken because it it helped me get over my fear and helped me learn it. Okay, so you get the idea, right? There are just things in your life that you can do now, or you can, maybe you have mastered it, maybe you've done well, or maybe you just do adequately and that's fine, but they were not your natural born gifts. So when you embrace this, that's your first step. You have to stop telling yourself that I'm not wired that way, I wasn't born that way, I just can't think that way. You, We've got to change your mindset, which is going to change your expectations. So it's like now you can say, yes, you can accept, you can acknowledge that even if time management or even if productivity or even if organization didn't come to you naturally, you weren't born with that, you know, that special sauce, that you can make that a thing of the past. Your past relationship with time or your past relationship with prioritizing or organization does not determine your future. Okay, let that sink in. Your relationship with it might make you feel like it's a struggle, right? Your relationship with time, it might bring up feelings of frustrations or overwhelm. And just accept and acknowledge that this is your current relationship with time management. And it can absolutely 100% change as long as you really, really want it. You have tremendous growth potential. So any preconceived notions you have about like what time means for you or what it represents or how it makes you feel means that you can shift it and you need to be open to that shift. These thoughts are thoughts we have. These are truths only because we say they are. If we say I'm not good at time management, I'm not, not good at organizing, I'm always late, I'm always scattered, I'm not good at planning my day, well, then that's what you're going to believe. That's always going to be the reality. And although you may have proof of that, right? Maybe you really are late all the time. Maybe you are really scattered. Maybe you are unorganized. Maybe your home and your desk and your files and your calendar, it, it, it just feels like it's all over the place. It still doesn't mean, even with having that evidence, that you can't still effectively manage and shift this stuff now. So if you're open to the idea that you can get good at something that you weren't born with, then you will make a dramatic shift in your life and in your results. Okay, so that was step number one. Let's shift that mindset. Step number two, if you're someone who is not born with these natural gifts, 
Then the second step is to start with pasta. Yeah, start with pasta. Why am I saying that? Because, okay, remember when I said I never cooked? I did not grow up learning how to cook. I had no idea how to do it, even though my mom was an amazing cook. But as in like, Actually, my entire family made so much fun of me. Uh, there's a story. They have several stories, but this was even related like at my wedding. Uh, my mom once asked me to make potatoes. I was like a teenager. So I put, she was like, you know, put the potatoes in the water, put it on the stove and let me know when it's ready. And then like, you know, half an hour later, she's like, go down and poke them and see, poke them with a fork and see if they're ready. And I was like, no, they're still really hard, mom. And then she's like, well, go, go back down 15 minutes later, go poke them again. No, they're really hard, mom. She's like, what? How can they not be cooked yet? And I did not turn on the stove. Yeah, she kind of didn't say that part. And I kind of didn't really get that that was part of the cooking process. I thought they just kind of sat in the water. Okay, so that's, I'm just giving an example of how ridiculous it was when I tell you I do not know how to cook at all. So after that, I guess eventually when I was living on my own and then definitely when I got married, guess what I did not try to do? Uh, no, I did learn how to make the potatoes, but I did not try to go make the turkey for Thanksgiving, or I did not try to just jump into an Indian dinner for 10 people from scratch, or create a red velvet cake for my best friend's shower. No, I started with a box of pasta. I made pasta from a box, sauce from a jar, and salad from a bag, <laughs> okay? And that's how I started to learn how to cook I made pasta a couple times a week, just so simply like that. I built up my confidence that I could actually not overcook it, not undercook it, just get it right. And then maybe I moved on to tacos or chicken strips or a simple soup. So you too have got to start with pasta. Start small and easy. So when it comes to time management or productivity, start with something small and like a very simple change or habit. Like... I will schedule my three top priorities on my calendar every day. Bam, that's it. Three top cal- three top priorities on my calendar every day. That's it. I'm not going to also try to organize my six years of files and hire three new assistants and outsource all my billing and create a new planning system and start a new morning routine. No, we're going to start with pasta. You're going to start with your three top priorities in your calendar every day. And as that as you continue to do that daily, maybe for a couple of weeks, and it becomes a habit, it becomes part of your lifestyle, then you can move on to the tacos, or right, you can move on to maybe now I'll start creating a planning system, like a day, a plan for my day every day, or maybe I'll start using a different type of planner, or maybe I'll start organizing in a new, you know, something else on my desk or whatever. But, but we're not going to just jump into it all and say, okay, I'm going to you know, wake up two hours earlier every day and and start doing 100 things at one time. All right, so you get that now. The moral here is start with pasta, start easy, start simple, because this is how we start making changes and start creating new habits, start building your confidence and start moving from this idea of, I'm just not born this way, I'm never gonna learn it, to, ah, I see, I can master a little bit and move on. And finally, step number three, shrink the hurdles. Sometimes there's an action that we want to start taking on a regular basis. But when we think of taking the action, one or more barriers or hurdles get in the way. So for example, let's say that you want to start riding your bike every morning because you want to get more exercise 
and get in better shape and just work on your health in the morning and or and you want to lose a few pounds. So what do you do? You store the bike in the garage or ours is out in the shed. And in order to get to it, you've got to move the boxes out of the way or even just go out to the back to the shed and get the key and then like move the, the other bike out in front of it and then get the one in the back and whatever, all the stuff you got to do. And just having to move those boxes or go to the shed or get the key or move the things out of the way, even though that might only take five minutes, sometimes it takes one or two minutes. It's just adding to your hurdles, like to your barriers of you making progress, of you taking a new action, of you staying motivated. And instead, it's going to make you procrastinate, or it's going to make you build that action up in your head so much worse than it actually is. Am I right? Because so often, the hurdles are small. They are not these giant things, but we build them up to be such a pain, or it just, it just, it comes in the way of you doing the thing. So the fewer barriers that exist between you and your bike in that scenario, but really between you and whatever habit or action you want to take, the more likely it is that you'll be able to turn that bike riding or turn that exercise routine into a habit. So I even find like downloading certain apps or starting a new software has a barrier if I don't make it super accessible like on my phone or on my laptop. Like if I put it inside a folder, there's a good chance it's not going to open. I was just working on this with a client on her master to-do list and she was doing it on an Excel document. Well, the Excel document was inside of a folder, which was inside of another folder. And so even just to get that out every day was not happening just because she had to make like three clicks. Okay. That takes maybe four seconds, but It was a deterrent. It was a barrier from her to just open it up or just have it open on her screen all the time and be all the time adding to her master list. So instead, what did we do? We removed the barrier. And now whenever she started started her her, uh, Chrome, when it came up, the browser, that was one of the tabs that automatically opened up. So it's like something you can do in the settings on her laptop. But now the barrier was gone. So she was using that tool all the time simply because it was there without any other steps in between. Okay, so let's go back to another example that I just mentioned about the scheduling the top three priorities on your calendar. So let's say you want to do that. That becomes your new habit. So like, what could be a barrier there? Maybe you don't have one calendar to do this on. Like maybe you have a paper planner and you have a Google calendar and maybe on your phone, it's like the Apple calendar and it's not synced with the Google calendar or, you know, there's just, there's multiple ways you can do it. And so of course, you're going to be resistant to scheduling those top three goals because it's too overwhelming. You're getting confused. You're like, I don't even know which one I should do it on. If I do it on one, is it going to connect to the other? And this becomes a barrier. So even though you're totally excited to start this new action, to to break it down, right? To start with pasta. If you have this kind of barrier, it's going to prevent you from doing it. You're definitely going to procrastinate. You're going to feel overwhelmed and chances are you're not going to do it. So instead, you may just commit to the one calendar or at the very least, just a calendar just for your top three goals and know that that's going to go on there every day. Okay, one more example. Let's say you want to wake up earlier, but you hate getting out of bed because you're so warm and comfy. Like right now, I I am recording this in February, right? So that that's like it's like we're under all those like covers, and you get out of bed, it feels kind of cold. And so I know for me, it keeps me in bed. Like I just don't feel like getting out of bed. 
And so how about this? So you're like, okay, if that is my barrier, what if the next time, you know, let's say for tomorrow morning, you keep a comfy, warm robe at the foot of your bed and like big socks or slippers at their bedside so you can slip into them as soon as you take off the covers, right? Or maybe you even have your heat going on 30 minutes earlier because you want to get out of bed earlier. So it's it's scheduled for the heat to go up so that by the time you get out of bed, it's already really warm in there. Okay, these are such small little things, but girlfriends, these shrink the hurdles. Okay, so if you started out thinking, okay, uh, productivity or time management or organization does not come naturally to me, then I hope you are rethinking this, my friend. Okay, so let's recap the three simple steps to take you from this confused state to clarity before I leave you for today. And before I leave you with this week's challenge, because you know it's coming. All right. So step number one, forget natural born talent. Who cares? You can always make a change. Don't let your relationship with time in the past determine your relationship with time in the future. Step number two, start with pasta. Make it simple. Make it easy. Don't start with anything complicated or complex. Get into the habit and then develop another one. And then step number three, shrink the hurdles. Get the resistance out of the way. Identify what it is that keeps you procrastinating or keeps you from taking action and then remove it. All right. Now, guess what time it is? It's challenge time, my friend. You spent your last 20 minutes with me and you know I always wanna make your time here 100% worth it. So today's action is to take one of the three steps that I just outlined, take one of them in the next 24 hours while your mind is fresh on this and while you're still motivated from hearing this. So if you chose number one, which is basically like forgetting natural born talent, actually make a list of all the things that you did not have a natural born talent but learn to do. So that would be your to-do for number one. Like if you're like, just make that list, like actually take out a piece of paper and write them down because you want to have that. You want to have proof for yourself. You want to have evidence that, oh yeah, I can learn things. I'm not always quote unquote bad at the things I just wasn't born with those talents in the first place. If you choose to do number two or three, start with pasta or shrink the hurdles, then do the thing, right? Like start with that small habit or remove a barrier or a hurdle from the habit that you want to start doing. So pick something small or remove a hurdle and then share the magic with me, my friend. I love hearing from you. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 51. Let me know you did it or meet me over on Instagram and I would love to be there to cheer you on. And friendly reminder, if you have a friend or colleague that you think could benefit from anything that you've been hearing, share this with them. I'd be super appreciative if you subscribed, if you haven't already, because that's really what helps me seen, get me seen all around the world and reach other amazing women. And very lastly, if you want a free kick-ass resource to stop feeling overwhelmed or stop procrastinating and get totally focused, then come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources and have your choice of free awesomeness over there. Again, you'll find the link to my book over there, lifeisorganized.com forward slash book. And as always, thank you so much for showing up here. You are the bestest. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time and loving vibes. Know that I'm always sending positive energy back your way. And my friend, I will catch you next time. Bye-bye. 